You're now listening to Live Chat Radio. Coming up. Hey, I think I think the next step is in, in on the individual level, man. Uh, people just gotta decide to do something. Yeah. You know, the excuses are gone now. We, yeah. there's, there's several ways to take a next step. She preaching. I love it. I love it. All right, you guys. Well, welcome to Live Chat Radio Live. This is our first live broadcast of 2017, and we are very excited to be a part of the community, North Dallas community, or at the North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship Church. Um, and this has been a very eventful night, right, Dee? Uh, it's been so eventful, not only because the Dallas Cowboys played and lost. God bless them. Uh, but also because there are hundreds and hundreds of people out here celebrating the life of Dr. Martin Luther King um, at this event. It's been a really awesome, awesome day. It has been. So uh, just a, a brief highlight. I, I think I'm going to tell like my favorite two parts of the event. Okay, right? And that's then you awesome. can tell yours, Fee. Okay. So one of my favorite parts of the event were um, when they asked everyone to gather around into like little prayer huddles, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so they told us, make sure that your circle does not look like yourself, basically. So me, my daughter, um, there was six people in our group and everyone was pretty diverse. Um, but I really enjoyed praying with people that I had no idea who they were. Yeah, that's something like really vulnerable about praying with people who you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and something that like forces you into being um, being okay with that. Like mm -hmm. you don't have any option but to be okay with it in that moment because here you are around a whole lot of other people. Like what are you gonna do? Not right. do it? Exactly. <laughs> you, have to, you have to and, do it. And then they also gave us like some specific things to pray for. So one was to pray for personal reconciliation within ourselves as far as how to reach out to people. Um, another thing that they told us to pray for was to allow this moment and future moments like that to influence the next generation. And then they also told us to pray for our own biases, like which I think is super important. Yeah. Like it, it, it forces you to realize that it's not just them. Right. It's not just them over there or they or whoever he is or she is. It's your own personal biases that you have for different races and religions and cultures and everything else that you've been instilled through your upbringing or through your surroundings or your community. And so it forced you to really kind of hit the mirror to yourself and say, yeah, this is not just them over there. It's me as well. Right. What happens if we all start to just self-examine? Mm -hmm. What if we all experience things like what happened here tonight and we self-examine and then make the choice to constantly take those things into account right. and not wait for somebody else to poke and prod us into doing better, seeing better, right. being better? Right. What happens Like if we all were self-accountable, mm -hmm. we live in a totally different kind of world, right? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, it, uh, another part of the event that was a highlight for me is they played a video and had a, a lot of visuals tonight which is really important to me because I'm just a visual person I like seeing that stuff um, but they had a, a video about a african-american woman and a caucasian woman that actually became friends but their process of becoming friends was really interesting so the african-american woman decided to go to a predominantly white church and no one really talked to her and then this lady named Linda walked up to her and was like hey we're gonna invite you on to our row and we're gonna kind of chill and hang out a little bit then they went on a mission trip together and and they started to engage outside of 
the church environment, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not just concerned about, hey, how was your weekend? Oh, great. You know that little small talk, basically, right? So you get past the small talk and they started talk, having big conversations about life and how we're similar more than how we're different. Mm -hmm. Really, what they realized is the only thing that we were different about was the color of our skin. We have right. more similarities than anything. And I thought right. that was important. Mm -hmm. I think that's... you poked on something that I think churches try to do very well so you hear um, you hear people say we're gonna just um, we're gonna do life with one another and what doing life looks like to a lot of people tends to be going to the Bible study or going to small mm -hmm. group or going to whatever because they're doing life together and right. well, that ain't really doing life like they're that's, doing church yeah that's doing one day of the week but mm -hmm. what doing life is is going on mission and picking right. up the phone and calling somebody right. Uh, throughout the week or getting in like to the trenches with people whenever they're going through like that's mm -hmm. doing life mm -hmm. and so I think that story speaks to a direction that we should be all cognizant of when we call ourselves trying to create relationships and, and know that like it doesn't have to be with everybody you don't have right. to do life with the world right but you should do community with a few people mm -hmm. that can help you as you are creating your own personal mindset mm -hmm. and working your way through life yeah and you should allow what you're uncomfortable with to stop you from doing life with other people like if you have people around you that the only reason that you're not talking to them is because you don't know them that's not a good enough reason then to go not get to know them go get to know them introduce yourself say hi how you doing like here's the thing because you guys may not know about me but i do lift and uber um to make extra cash thank you lift and uber thank you um but what i've learned from that experience is that it's forced me to be more engaging with people that I don't know yeah. because everyone that gets in my car I don't know who you are yeah. and so at that moment I have an opportunity between where I pick you up to putting you to your destination to make some type of impact and that's my goal like how can I how can I make sure that you remember me how can I not just be a blip in your day where you're just like oh I got in the car with somebody and I got out and then that's it you know but how can I make sure that when you leave my presence that you leave with something right? yeah. that you that you're like oh this chick was made cool. a deposit I made a deposit yeah. instead of making withdrawals and I feel like we are around so many people that make withdrawals from us and we need to make sure that we are depositing and making deposits in other people right that's so deep Esther I, I try girl you've been inspired because you came community community hashtag I don't know what dot hashtag they didn't even say the dot I, but it's on the it, I just saw it pop up it's on the screen it's come.unity 2017 yeah hashtag so go and follow that hashtag. It's been a really great event. Um, yes. Today's podcast uh, walks us down a bunch of uh, some interviews that we got a chance to have with some folks who are connected to the event, like super smart people. Oh my gosh, these people are so invested in the cause of unity, which is great. You hear a lot of people talking about unity, mm -hmm. not necessarily a lot of people doing unity. Right. So these folks are figuring it out they and are. recognizing really that. Really well, too. Yeah. We are going to uh, hear from a bunch of folks who've been plugged into the event throughout We've the course of this. We've already heard from a couple, right? We've heard from some, talking mm -hmm. about through the rest of this oh, podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to hear from them. Uh, and we'll play some music throughout, just like we always do. So thanks, guys, for being a part of Life Chat Radio. And we'll be right back. Wanna be an artist? This is what you do. Here is the game plan. Step one, step two. You go to Guitar Center. They ring it up and you pay it. You go home, make a song. And you made it hey. Producers, they figure they risk And there are no creative risks And there are no creative risks Cause people just wanna be rich No, really, I think we made it to 
imagination No beauty, no aesthetics Just people posing for power like politics It's pathetic I don't do this for the fame I don't do this for money If I was just drafting for paper I would call it origami yeah. Anybody can do it now Everybody's an entertainer Everything's so watered down Deborah, Hello. how are you? Good, good. Good. So we have been here at the, I was about to say the threaded event. This is not <laughs> threaded, threaded, but you guys, yeah. Community. Are you guys all with threaded that were on the panel yes. today? Uh-huh. Okay, very good. So tell us a little bit, your, tell us your name and then tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you connected with today's event. Well, I'm Deborah Hill, and I actually um, direct a program called Project Hope. I work with, uh, it's a crisis ministry, but it's also a relational ministry. So I do a lot of work of uh, reconciling relationships mm-hmm. between people who want to mentor and people who may need to be mentored in certain areas. But what I do is, uh, I think what the twist is, is people that come maybe from generational poverty, mm-hmm. I, men- I uh, match with people who are from maybe, they've never known poverty, they've oh. only known affluence. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's a kind of prickly way yeah. so we want them to come in with an equal idea of each other sure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the way we do that is honor what the person from generational poverty brings wisdom resiliency um, knowing God in a way that maybe we didn't get to know him if we've always been comfortable right, right. and the person from affluence we say to them you have to be willing to come in and learn as much as you're wanting to teach right. and so but navigating and kind of facilitating uh, healing in those relationships mm-hmm. changes the, the worldview of both sides right? right and it gives each other a passport into the lives of 
other yeah, people. Because so. now they can see it from a totally different perspective, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. all about respect. So sometimes I bring them together and we sit and we have mm-hmm. some pretty volatile conversations yeah. about what maybe an energy someone's giving off or maybe mm-hmm. something they continue to say and uh, work through those. But then by the end, I mean, my mentors, we're actually going to call them friends because they end up becoming friends. Right. And then, you know, I talk about reconciling and the good news beyond that struggle. Right. Then all of a sudden, their eyes are just open. wide yes. open. Yes. And what they find sometimes is a loneliness. Like, I'm trying to tell people what this experience is like, but they don't understand. Yeah, it's no not the way the media says. It's not the way I've been taught. Mm-hmm. And so but, uh, it becomes this kind of passionate uh, family of people that come right. together and it looks like the kingdom I think it's all different colors races languages and uh, that's kind of what my goal is to bring the kingdom so. that's so beautiful I love that and so so everything that you just talked about is basically what this event was about tonight absolutely. yeah absolutely and so how do you how do you take what we've learned tonight like we talked about I mean we did the prayer circle right and so and, which was beautiful I mean me and my daughter embraced that with open arms because it was basically um, and for everyone that's listening to this that wasn't there but it was basically a group of people that doesn't look like you intentionally praying together and specifically talking about how to heal relationships and so how do we apply what we've learned tonight into our own lives when we get back into our own communities you know I mean I think that's going to be difficult for some people how do you how do you do that well I think if if I always try to use a metaphor like you know I have to be like little children you know like the bible says and in Isaiah 45 3 it says I'll give you treasures hidden in secret places Mm -hmm. so as you raise our kids as we go out into our worlds we look at the life like a treasure map right but it's not going to be in the obvious places, yeah. these uh, personal growth opportunities, these spiritual growth opportunities. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking through the, your world, you're looking in places you wouldn't normally look. Right. You would look in places that aren't comfortable. Mm-hmm. And those are with people that don't look like That's you, so speak bad. like you. Yeah. So, so then our goal is to say, oh, my God, under rocks and in corners and crevices yes. and parts of town that I'm not used to, God has treasure for me there. Right. And right. Yahweh means presence. Yes. So if I'm present in those moments, mm-hmm. even though it's difficult it's maybe a struggle to say okay mm-hmm. I've got to get past what I see this socioeconomic thing right. or, or my the the intellect or the you know language barrier mm-hmm. or the educational barrier if I can get past that God has something for me through yeah. this relationship right, with right. this person whether it's two seconds right. two weeks or 20 years mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. we're constantly being called to work through the barriers right. the dividing walls yeah. and right. that's through anything. Yeah. Right. anything and there's so much that lies beneath I love that I think that we miss out on so much of life even as it pertains to our purpose or uh, our friendships or our relationships because we don't know how we don't have people like you first of all (laughs) to help us navigate in order to to, hey yeah Uh, in order for us to uh, navigate and unpack all of those layers to get to the get to the really good stuff it's the sloughing off of layers right we're being exfoliated but some of those layers you know it hurts when we're going through it we're comfortable with them it's our skin it's in our skin it's it's something that's been created and I love the what you said about being present you know I I try to teach my daughter that because we're in a technology age and everyone is kind of consumed within their phones and (laughs) online and and but we're missing the connection we're missing the right now, you know? And so I think that's super amazing to, you know, I'm a therapist as well. So I'm an LPC supervisor. And when you're in a room with somebody, you, all those layers, like you said, drop away. 
and there are these Holy Spirit moments where they give you insight into your own experience. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, God is a God. Of, he, he's, we're trapped in time. Right. There's no past, present, or future, so right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so when I'm present, God is bringing me something that I need to work out from yeah. the past. Yeah. Or he's bringing something to prepare me for the future. Yeah. But if I, keep, if I block a whole race, mm. what am I missing? Right. So right. The, 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 uh, the opportunity to become whole... Mm-hmm. I miss. Especially you miss out on real, actual spiritual experiences Mm -hmm. because we are spirit Mm. inside of a container. And sometimes the container prohibits us from experience spirit to spirit in the present, you know. And Acts 17, 24 to 28 says, God, and I'm going to paraphrase, he made the world and everything in it. He he doesn't really need us. He doesn't need, like he doesn't need human hands. He gave us experience for a reason. He said, I gave you the time in which you would be born, the places you would live, the boundaries of your land, so that you will seek and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. So if I meet somebody Asian, he did that so that I would seek and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. So what am I missing? She preaching. Come on, preach on life chat right. Reconciliation gospel. I love it. I love it. Well, tell me your last name again. So I'm Deborah Lentz Hill, L I N T Z Hill. And uh, I'm from Dallas. And like I said, I'm a therapist, but I'm also a director of Project Hope here in uh, Plano at St. Andrew United Methodist Church. And so, how can people connect with Project Hope? Oh, please go to our um, sevenloavescommunity.org website. And I'm under the umbrella of the Seven Loaves community. And we have a food pantry, clothing pantry, and then my relational ministry so that we can say we're not just going to give you products and services we want you to teach us and be in relationship with us so please come please please reach out if you want a mentor coach if you have a particular area of interest that you feel really called to, to be of service we can put you to work I love it. We got to talk some more to you. That was fantastic. Very good. Thank you so much for being on Live Chat Radio. And we look forward to getting to know some more about you in the near future. Thank you so much. This is Ecal. And this is Felicia. And we want you to be a part of our live Live Chat Radio audience. So if you'd like to be a part of our live podcast audience, email us at LifeChatRadio at gmail.com. And make sure you visit us online at LifeChatLive.com. We can't wait to chat with you. Hey, guys, we're here with uh, Charles Wilson, who Esther just said has dope hair. <laughs> he does. Uh, he does. I'm an athlete freak, so you know he I do does. hair. That curl pattern is like, it's popping. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> You're appreciate welcome. It. Appreciate it. So uh, Charles is the associate pastor for... Student Ministries. For Student Ministries here at... Listen, we've gotten the name of this church wrong, Listen. I don't know how many times. Cool. It's, it's like a mission statement, actually. Okay. It is. North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship. Okay. It's the longitude, latitude, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of different things all in one. So, right on. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. how long have you been a part of the ministry? I've been here for seven, seven years this fall. So it'll be seven years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you guys get plugged into Collin County MLK and Threaded? Well, probably the same thing everyone's going to say. Um, working with Marcus, we do some community things. Our church is involved in so He's everywhere, He's huh? everywhere. Um, our outreach pastor introduced me actually to him with some community outreach opportunities, with working with other churches. And we've done a few things with our VBS in the Douglas community. And so we kind of, you know, are brothers really. Um, live right around the corner from each other and just been networking ever since. Yeah, it's amazing. How important is this event in in Collin County. Like I feel mm. like it's pretty imperative right now, especially with what's going on in our just in the world, but specifically in Collin County. Tell us a little bit about that. I think probably the biggest thing that I see is that there's a a big Uh-oh. misunderstanding of the reality of Collin County. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of the richest uh, counties in the area, 
people really don't see some of the struggles that are here in Collin County, that there is a large group of people that are left behind in many areas. And so I think things like this, bringing the churches together to see uh, some of the things we drive past. Because right. a lot of the people who come to churches here don't live here. And so they come from you know, great areas, drive past places like State Farm, but never look a mile outside of the radius of State Farm to see some of the poverty, mm -hmm. uh, some of the uh, the educational struggles that yeah. are going on in the schools. And so I think this is great to really bring people together to have that dialogue, to talk about what we see in some of the poverty and right. some of the people who are homeless that are right here mm -hmm. that we don't really see because we don't publicize those things when we look at those stats right. too much. So. Right. It's and most people important. don't even know that that's even present in Collin County. Because, I mean, we're from the South, right? So we live in, I live in Oak Cliff. Um, she's a DeSoto girl living downtown. But when we think of Collin County, we think of prestigious. We think of where they went well, when they left DeSoto. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And and that is it's true. Yeah. But there is there's a, a story that isn't being told here also. Right. And so you've really got to look for it to find mm -hmm. it because it's covered up very well. Yeah. But it's here. It, it's definitely here. We experienced a little bit of that when we were doing some work out in McKinney. Mm -hmm. um, and we learned about the two sides of McKinney yeah. um, on each side of 75. Just, I just moved from McKinney and Marcus lives in McKinney. So when the situation happened at the pool party, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it was important for me to communicate with people outside of here exactly yeah. what happened there because you didn't see you know, uh, marches, you know, you saw one gathering and everything mm -hmm. kind of went away. Mm -hmm. Well, when the socioeconomic uh, climate is different than impoverished areas, mm -hmm. people are connected, they're in power. They can call, you know, people of power right. and handle things. People get removed from their job immediately. Yeah. Probably because, you know, McKinney is one of the best places in the country to live. And so, but if you drive across 75, where there are laundromats, because there is none on the it other side. It's literally laundromat. across, it's like, across the street. We, I was, <laughs> I didn't know. And we yeah. did, thankfully, we had the opportunity to do some research, yeah. plug in with the chamber, et cetera, et cetera. But we literally went from one side of 75 under, like, very extreme. Oh, over the, the stoplight. Overnight. Yeah, we, you know, when we would go, you know, you, you go wash your large blanket or something, yeah. your quilt, you got to go across 75 to find a laundromat. And so, <laughs> so it's, but small things like that do make a difference. Yeah. And so, um, even from the school, because my kids went to school there and just their experience and just living there and our yeah. neighbors. I mean, it, it's it's pretty interesting. But it does make a difference when it's time to bring change and do things yeah. or address issues. Because some of our kids were at that pool party that mm. go to church here. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so to understand that some of those kids are middle, upper class African-American yes. kids. These aren't kids that, you know, are out there who aren't educated. Their families are connected. Mm -hmm. So the response is going to be, you know, different. Right. So. So, so fascinating. So because you are so connected to the youth, right, so you're over the student ministry here, how do you anticipate getting them to initiate some of the things that we're taught about tonight, like reconciling these racial relations across the divides? Because there's a huge divide that's happening right now. That's, that's very, very interesting. Um, just recently, you know, with the elections, mm -hmm. our kids felt that uh, in ways that other kids did not feel that. Mm -hmm. But our kids, our kids, middle, upper class, African-American kids for the most part, um, have lived in the bubble also, yeah. but they, they don't know it, but they've assimilated in ways that they didn't notice until things like the election brought out some of these problems right. that many of them didn't even know was a reality. They didn't know about some of the separations because they didn't face it as much as other people. Right. But, once, but once those things happened, like the elections, oh man, our kids came in from the children, the small children, up to the teenagers, depressed, scared, hurt, and this became such a reality for them. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely have to have this dialogue with them because many of them didn't even know how to respond right. to some of the hatred, some of the things that were said to them. Yeah. And so it's, this is very important um, just for them to see just their friends who go to church around the corner who may not have been addressed the same way they were addressed mm -hmm. or felt the same thing they felt. And so having that conversation with our kids, giving them and empowering them to have conversations with their friends 
to start dealing with these things because I believe this this generation coming up will deal with some of these problems better than we have in the last couple of generations um, because they're, they're not having it the way we are. They don't see things the way we see it. And so I think they there's something inside of them the Lord's going to use to really build bridges instead of, you know, continuing the divide that we have going on. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much, Charles Wilson, for being a part of Life Chat Radio. We so appreciate you. You're about to start traveling in a little bit, so yes, we like yes. we wish you Godspeed on everything. We hope everything works out. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. My wife, and, my wife and I are moving to Roanoke, Virginia, to plant a church, the hillchurch.co, and our goal is to build a multicultural church uh, in an area that could use it. So yeah. please pray for us, and we'll pray for y'all, and try to get people onto your podcast yeah. to hear what you guys are talking about. So we'll be praying for you. Pray for us. Thank you. So we'll do. Much. Thank you so much. You're listening to Live Chat Radio. this makes my heart. Don't confuse things. I won't just sit back. I'll go harder till you find your way. It's your girl, Latoria, here, and you are listening to Life Chat Radio. Keep it locked.
Hey everybody, welcome to Live Chat Radio. So we are so excited to be sitting here talking to Pastor Oscar Perez. Um, he was actually a part of the threaded panel yes. that we um, are having right now at Community. And so we're so excited. The event is actually still going on, but Pastor Perez uh, had an opportunity to step out and actually chat with us. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your ministry and, um, and how you got connected to the event. Actually, we started meeting together about almost two years ago with Marcus, mm -hmm. and we were talking about the racial tension yeah. and how we could be a part of just building bridges. Right. Um, we, at the time when we were talking to Marcus, I was actually in a ministry over in Garland. Mm -hmm. We were not even connected to Collin County. And then about a year ago, we decided to plant the church here in the Plano area, mm -hmm. and that's how we started getting a little bit more connected with the community. Yeah. Our ministry is actually a Spanish-speaking congregation mm -hmm. here in the Plano area, and what we want to do is serve our Spanish community and obviously at one point launch the English congregation yeah. if God gives us an opportunity to do that. And so the name of your church is Vivid Life, right? Vivid Life okay. Church, and yes. and so how can people get connected to your ministry? So if we have any and it's not just Hispanic speaking, yeah. right? It's it's diverse, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And so how do you how do you get connected or how do they get connected to your ministry? You could go to vividlifechurch.org mm -hmm. or check us out on Facebook, Vivid Life Church. Mm -hmm. uh, our services are eleven o'clock in Spanish and yeah. we're working towards having an opportunity to launch our English service sometime time in the near future. That's great. Yeah. So it was so much that happened on this panel tonight, so right? Much. So yeah. <laughs> it was so, it was really it was good a though. Nerve it was actually. it was really good though. I love that it was very open. <laughs> like it didn't didn't feel like pe that you all felt yeah. restricted on the panel no. at all, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, but everything that we've learned from tonight, how do you plan on putting that into action in your own ministry? With, with reconciliation. Yeah, I think one of the things is we've been promoting this at our church, and yeah. we've been saying, I know that it's a it's an English-speaking service or an event that's going to be mm -hmm. taking place, but step out in faith and join the group and just yeah. be exposed to these opportunities of dialogue. Right. And I think right. what we're trying to do with the group is just have dialogue. Mm -hmm. I think it's healthy when you hear other people dialogue the way we did yeah. in a healthy fashion without picking at each other. Exactly. We jab with a couple of jokes yeah. and mess around right. yeah. just to break the tension sometimes. Right. But at the end of the day, we do love each other, mm -hmm. and we want to model that to our congregation. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see, I, I tell this in a funny way to our congregation, I don't want it to be the Mexican church. I want mm -hmm. it to be the a Spanish-speaking congregation right. where all these um, countries are gathered together yeah. with different uh, traditions and such mm -hmm. from Central America, the Caribbean, and Mexico, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how we're taking it to our service on Sundays in our yeah. congregation. And I love that because it's super important to make sure that you pull people in yeah. um, that it, they don't have to be Spanish, basically. They don't Absolutely. have to be Hispanic. They Absolutely. are just in love with the culture, like that cultural mm -hmm. identity is super imperative. Absolutely. In, in we have folks in our congregation that don't, un well, they do understand a little bit of Spanish, yeah. but their primary language is English. But mm -hmm. they're married to someone uh, of Mexico or a country mm -hmm. uh, that only speaks Spanish, and they're bilingual at home, but they enjoy service yeah. together in yeah. Spanish. And we do the very best we can to make it very multi-ethnic. Right. And, and that's why we want to serve our community by launching an English congregation if God permits us in the future. Right. And I think that's going to happen for sure because I, I, so. I hear your heart behind it. I hope it. so. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason actually we named our church Vivid Life Church mm -hmm. because we found out that our Hispanic population in this region, they don't have a problem going to a church with an English name. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes mm -hmm. our, our English-speaking community might have a problem. They might say, oh, I, I don't fit in mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. So we, when we planted the church, we were intentional. We said, we're going to name it. A we're going to have this um, neutral name sure. where everyone mm -hmm. could come and join. 
I mean, if you love God, we're all going to take that next step of journey of faith together. Right. So just come on board. Except that we're not there yet. We want to get there yet. <laughs> it's coming, soon. Yeah. It's coming. It's a build, right? Well, and it takes folks getting outside of what is comfortable yeah. to them. And, you know, as a, the leader of the flock, trying to be out in front and giving the instruction, but also encouraging them to come and be a part of things like this as to kind of shift their mindset. Yeah, that's a tough work. And so I think... You know, congratulations to people you. like you Absolutely. who are out in front trying yes. to turn the ship and recognizing that some of this might not necessarily happen as soon as we want it to. It might not really mm -hmm. happen in our generation. It might happen toward the end of it, but we still have to continue to, to, do the work. to pursue the work. Raise yeah. that flag. I mean, Dr. King, yes. uh, what a great model or man to, to rally the troops around. Mm -hmm. and this is something mm -hmm. that we could all gather together around. He was fighting for us. He was paving paving the way for all of us, not right. just for the African-American community, right. but for the Hispanics as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I realized is that I didn't grow up hearing this in the Spanish-speaking congregations that sure. I grew up in. How can I, now that I'm the pastor, how can I right. bring this in and say, there's this guy that you might have heard of. Let me tell you a little bit more about it. Of mm -hmm. course, Jesus is first. Right. But look at the work that this man left so that we could continue in the journey of growth, yeah. in, in, especially so in this country. Yeah. So one, one more question before we wrap up. So why did you decide to move? You said you, your ministry was originally in, in, Garland. in Garland. Why did you decide to move more uh, north? Well, actually, that ministry is still going on, and they're okay. doing a fabulous oh, job. Great. So I was on staff with another church, so mm -hmm. I wasn't leading the charge there. Okay, okay. But we decided to, we, we knew that it was time to plant the church, mm -hmm. and we knew that mm -hmm. God was calling us into Plano, and specifically this side of Plano. Yeah. Um, I guess it's called, it's the east side of Plano. So mm -hmm. we're in this region where there's a lot more Hispanics, mm -hmm. and we wanted to start serving by that community. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, Pastor Perez, so much for being Thank a you. part of yeah. our show today. Thank you. Good. Uh, we so appreciate you. So make sure that you stay connected. The you have a website for the church? Uh, vividlifechurch.org. Okay, fantastic. So if you guys are looking for a multicultural, diverse church that's happening in Plano, make sure that you go visit him. Thank you so much for being a part, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Felicia, and we are so grateful for all of you all supporting Life Chat Radio all throughout this year. You know, being a self-employed single mama is not easy, and Esther and I work really hard to make sure we are creating quality content for guys every single week so we thank you so much for being so supportive throughout the years and you guys just totally make this all worthwhile so do us a favor and make sure you continue to listen to life chat radio in the coming year Hey guys, welcome back to Life Chat Radio. We are finishing up the Come Unity event at the church with the, all the words that I never remember. <laughs> Hold on, no, 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 no. This is a challenge for me. You guys ready? Yes. North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship. Church. Oh, yeah. You messed it all up. She was doing good. I'm sorry. Fellowship. I know. Thank you so much. You did good job. I was walking through the acronym in my head. So, listen, you guys did a great job. I thought it was awesome, man. Kudos to this guy, Marcus, man. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I didn't. I wasn't up there on that stage by myself. 
there were like 26 other people that rolled through that plus a 100 person choir man it was crazy I thought the night went well I thought it went really well a lot of people walked out of here feeling inspired walked up said to me they loved it they need to see more of it they want to see it man maybe we should do this thing quarterly so I don't know because this event was really supposed to catapult you guys into a whole another series right yeah yeah, I mean, we definitely want to continue the conversation. I mean, that's part of what we're even doing with you guys yeah. with live chat. Uh, we've got our, we just kind of launched our website today. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. We are threaded. Yeah. We are threaded.org. That's right. Go That's check right. it out. Check it out. We're going to be adding more to it as I it goes along. People can't see it. This is, this is, I, I wore the threaded <laughs> colors today. Yeah, you do. I do. You can't see them, right? But, it's, right. but in the right light, it's, 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 it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wearing sweat right now. That's why I got this jacket <laughs> yeah, on. Y'all both have been working your butts off tonight. Like, oh, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. So what were your highlights of the event tonight from, from both of you guys? I have my favorites, but I want to hear yeah man that is hard you know I was so backstage most of the time I didn't get to see a lot of it so uh, I, I really enjoyed the panel uh, I really enjoyed being up there with them uh, having those conversations but I will tell you when the choir came up at the very beginning and they and they started singing mm -hmm. I think the crowd was just like the energy yeah. like that just came it was just a phenomenal thing to see the choir. And the videos were really cool, too, if I may say really so for myself. Cool. You know, that was so. definitely one of my highlights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are so, you tooting your own horn? No, did you I did do that? I did not create any of those. I did not create yeah. any of those. Who won it? Oh, you mean the, the, a, a, a gentleman named Alan Blunt. And so uh, what Jamie Lee is going to do, she's got to take it home. She's got to let it dry. And uh, hey, Jamie Lynn, while we got her on there, let me get yeah. it. I want to get a picture. Why not? She'll send me a copy of that. Uh, and so, so she's so going to no do some prints. No one knows what we're talking about. But <laughs> yeah, they, had, right. yeah. they had a visual artist um, that was painting throughout the whole event, and oh, her, her finished work was basically a picture of Martin Luther King and Yeshua, like looking at each other. And oh, it was just amazing. It really kind of. And the, if you, you haven't, I don't know if you can see the intricacies. Dallas is kind of underneath. The, yeah, I saw that. Them. So they're kind of over Dallas to some extent, almost in prayer mode, mm -hmm. as if they're praying for the city. Uh, and obviously Jesus and, and Martin Luther King Jr. are not yeah. the same. But uh, in the in the in the in the, the spirit of the event, we, right. we are trying to meld those things together yeah. or yeah. remind people that they already meld together. Yeah. In the, in the dream that that uh, Martin Luther King talked about. And so when when you guys listened to our interview with these two gentlemen um, from last week, we talked about what the the main reason for this event was. And just being here tonight, I really feel like that's exactly what happened. Oh, like good. from the panel, like everyone was very open. It didn't feel like people were restricted to really say what they felt and really talk about things that normally we don't talk about in yeah. this environment, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and then the, the, the prayer circle, like mm -hmm. making people kind of join together and connect with people that don't look like them intentionally, right. like I loved it. Yeah, but, you know what's interesting about the panel? Uh, <clears throat> when I was up there, what the thing I realized is, you know, the, we're all friends on that panel, right? Mm -hmm. So we joke and laugh, but some of the stuff that we say to each other, not everybody. Maybe not here. Yeah. <laughs> we just, well, no, no, but even even like how we deal with each other in our racial context. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, man, from the outside, they're going, are we allowed to laugh at that, yeah. right? But 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 it just right. goes to show you that a lot of that stuff, a lot of the PC thing that we talk about, it it kind of goes out the window uh, in the context of relationships. 
relationship. Right. Right. We can say things to each other that some people may who is looking and be like, oh, can you say that to somebody? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can say that to Keith because he's my friend. Right. And he's not going to hear it and go, I can't believe he said that. You yeah, hurt my feelings. Not get offended. Like, not get offended mm -hmm. because he knows that it's coming from a place of joy and love for him because we've proven it over and over again in our relationship. Right. right. And it's just, it's just true that the, the racial context that we in become a platform, not an identity. Right. And if, and if we see it like that, he's like, man, you're part of the majority. So the issues that you're dealing with in your platform is this. And so you're going to speak to that, right? And so if you come, you're looking at it that way, yeah. you don't have to ignore the differences in culture. Mm -hmm. You just recognize that you have a whole different uh, way that you can take the gospel to those right. the, to right. those cultures, to those yeah. platforms. Therefore, you can talk about it. And it's not like an attack on a person. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of your mission. You know, your mission is this, you know, and that's yeah. and I think that's the kind of spirit behind it allows us to talk to each other that way. Right. I think I think the panel was strong. Uh, I like I the I like the choir as well, man. I thought yeah, the choir, the choir is man, the choir just do the their thing. Yeah, man. Oh, they don't they don't know about that. Well, but, well here's here's the thing see, about here's the thing. That song <laughs> This 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 whole this event it got inspired by a lot of different things. Uh, right after the shootings um, in uh, in Dallas mm -hmm. and all the shootings, all the stuff. Uh, I, I was I wasn't around. I laughed because like all this stuff. I'm leading this group and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And 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 literally and all this stuff gone. blows up and I'm not around for like two weeks. Wow. And I'm out in the mountains. I'm out in Red River, New Mexico, sitting on a, a balcony of a cabin, and mm. I'm just praying. And this song comes on. I won't come back. And I probably listened to that on loop for like an hour mm. and just cried my eyes out right because yeah. I was just like I don't like I want us to go forward I don't yeah. want to come back so when I was yeah. talking to Tyrone who's the music director he was putting what up Tyrone what up Tyrone shout Johnson out Tyrone. shout out Tyrone Johnson, Johnson. Chase Oaks when I was talking to him he, he, wasn't, he wasn't having it on his on his agenda so as a creative director <laughs> I had to go look we gonna put this uh, up in This now. is the one song I'm keeping. Like you can do anything you want, but this one has to make it in. So hey, yeah, I had hey. to start. So I wasn't even planning on singing until we got there today and we were rehearsing, and I started singing. They're like, "Well, go ahead and then do it." I was like, "Well, I'm going to then." Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank well, you. Well, fine. Yeah. Well, so, I'm in there. So what's next after this event? So everyone is like excited. They're passionate. They're inspired. They want to move forward with all of the action items that you guys talked about doing yep. tonight. Like, what's next for Threaded, and how can people stay connected and actually start activating some of these things? Yeah, that's a great conversation. Uh, definitely, uh, I mean, we got the Facebook page. We are Threaded. We're going to be posting all those things. We're going to start to put out, you know, we want to be a place where we can communicate uh, the things that are going on already in the community, because right. there's a lot going on. We have some folks here, even in the atrium, we have uh, Unite Greater yeah. Dallas, which is a great organization that's uniting people together. We have Time to Revive, that's doing a collaborative work with the church in the city. Uh, Unite, uh, in fact, Unite has been working with the American Bible Society society yes. uh, we talked to her yes, oh, did you talk her. she's on this show oh, she's on the show rebecca. so you know so rebecca that's my yeah. girl i've known rebecca for almost 10 years yeah. now uh and that she's been doing uniting work before threaded even uh even thought about it in fact it was threaded kind of came out of unite mm. uh in a sense that i'm a, a coordinator for unite in this area so uh so so those are kind of next steps mm -hmm. uh but we know that i mean like i said we're going to do some podcasts where we can go deeper in the conversation mm -hmm. we've got panel discussions that we're having throughout the city we've got the churches that are kind of coming together wood creek and uh, North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship is going to give us some models of how to do that. Uh, National Day of Prayer in May. We're kind of lengthening it out over the next Love six it. months, and then we'll, we'll we'll kind of be bringing more to it. So I think there's just lots going on. We just got to, as threaded, we're, we're a group of pastors and ministers and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we just got to get our stuff continually going because there's right. lots. Oh, you got to thread. You got to thread it. the next step is in, in on the individual level man uh, people just gotta decide to do something yeah. you know the excuses are gone now we, yeah. there's, there's several ways to take a next step and so mm -hmm. I think the next I think I think um, 
in addition to having all these opportunities that people can walk away from this feeling hyped, feeling ready to go, but they got to decide that I'm doing something. Yeah. You know, they got to make a decision that I'm going to do something and, and embrace this idea of doing things together to bring mm -hmm. synergy and allow these many things that are going on to work into each other. And if we do that, man, you know, we make this big flame and we attack this thing and it's, uh, you know, we make a big impact. You're listening to Live Chat Radio. We are people in need of grace. We are bound by all our mistakes. Here in our weakness, can you bring your strength? We are in need. We are in need. We lift our soul to you, the healer of our soul. Would you come and restore the things that have been lost? We have no life except the life you give. Healer, heal us. You are gracious in all your ways. Your compassion is Radio. We are here with a man whose last name I'm going to probably get wrong, but I feel like I might have said it out loud one time real good, so maybe it's in my muscle memory. His name is Pastor, yes, 
Keith, yes, Heilman. Oh, one, two. I listen. I, when I said it just a second ago, I just tried to stick it in my head real good. I did it. Thank you. Hi, Pastor Keith. Hi. It's so thanks for having me, and yeah. thanks for getting my name. Perfect. Awesome. I feel kind of privileged about that. Thank you so much. Speaking of privilege, so you. That's a terrific transition. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, So uh, we're giggling because uh, Pastor Keith talked a lot about privilege uh, on tonight's panel at the Come Unity event. So uh, I'm just going to let you unload for a little bit. Tell us just a hair about yourself um, and how you got plugged into this and why you think that word is important for people to recognize, especially people. They kept calling you, what, the majority, what did they say? That's right. Yeah, they referred to me as majority. And I guess I do represent the majority. And and part of my story is, is... is learning to understand that well, but in light of understanding other stories and others who are unlike me. But I'm, I'm from central Pennsylvania, which I mentioned, which at least in the culture that I grew up was very much uh, rural, um, homogeneous. My high school had like, I think, one African-American. We did not celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We kind of took off the first day of hunting season instead. So there's never any forcing to kind of to reflect or think about our situation, much less race and, and how it's to be lived out uh, with a vision of Christ and the church. So I moved to Dallas to study at Dallas Seminary and been a pastor since then. Uh, but it's only in the course of the last several years that I've really started thinking more and more about race, racial equality, multi-ethnic diversity as a picture of the church. And part of that's through missions work in Africa. Uh, along the way, I, I've got a lot of training as a certified Christian conciliator, and so dealing with uh, matters of reconciliation and reconciling conflict is a huge passion. So when I met Marcus Lloyd about nine months ago, it was just, we hit it off. We had some initiatives in our church where we were trying to encourage members of our body to, to have um, dinner conversations with our Muslim neighbors and Unitarian Church as well. And he was intrigued about that and said, why don't you come be a part of the dialogue about ethnic uh, reconciliation and racial reconciliation and, and conversations and that's been our story and growing friendship and tonight's panel discussion is an outworking of that and just a real joy to be a part of and i can yeah. tell i can tell that you guys are genuinely friends first of all because uh, and we just finished talking to marcus but like the camaraderie that you all have together and the jokes like the inside jokes and and some things that you know you probably wouldn't normally say to someone that you don't really know that well yeah. <laughs> and some things that y'all were saying i'm like yeah you're, you're definitely friends <laughs> well, i'll tell you a quick story about that because um you know marcus everybody knows marcus Marcus. Everybody knows Marcus. But when we first met, we met at the Panera in uh, Richardson at Campbell Road near 75. And it was a weird day for me because almost everybody that walked through the door knew me. And so Marcus has this impression that somehow I'm the big guy in Richardson. It, um, it's complete opposite. But he calls me like the king of Panera bread now. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, then we know two kings. We know the king of knowing all the people. Today it looked like he was channeling Martin Luther King there at the end. It was really pretty uh, interesting. <laughs> it was like I didn't know whether to giggle or be impressed. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. The man has talent. Yes, he does. Don't tell him. So, so Pastor Keith, tell us um, a little bit about how you plan to um, initiate some of the things that we're discussing tonight in your own congregation. Terrific. Thank you. Uh, Last Sunday, two Sundays ago, uh, we had a sermon focused on racial reconciliation and brought in Marcus and the panel Reset. Mm, And they were a part of the Ministry of the Word and then a follow-up adult class afterward to really kickstart and elevate our conversation Mm -hmm. about race. Um, Out of that, 
we're, we're planning to launch a couple of reading groups with members in our church where we can develop partnerships with members from churches who are very much unlike our church. And in a sense, to try to duplicate some of the things we've been doing with Threaded, to build those friendships, authentic friendships, and, and begin to talk more honestly about what it means to be redeemed and see each other in light of Christ rather than our differences. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's super important and imperative. Like, just speaking on what's taking place tonight, the the importance of reconciliation between races and churches and things like that is something that I think people have a hard time talking about uh, and starting and initiating the conversation. And I think tonight it made people feel light about it. It made people feel like it's doable. It, I can actually talk to Pastor Keith right here and not feel like um. I'm going to offend him or that I should watch what I say or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's important, right? Right. Absolutely. Maybe they have a little, a new level of motivation to go out and do it themselves. It only takes the tiny step, you know, it doesn't have to always be the big outward act, but I think what seemed to be the message tonight was that you can do something and you guys as church leaders are going to help to continue to create tools in order to help them to, uh, to, to do that, to facilitate that kind of change. Yeah. One of the things that was a catalyst for me in getting involved with threaded, uh, about six, eight months ago was right after, obviously, the shootings mm-hmm. downtown Dallas. Um, that stimulated lots of conversation, yes. as you might imagine. But what I immediately found is that group did provide the safe context mm-hmm. where you could say things even out of your own shock, trauma, ignorance, mm-hmm. and bias. And folks are like, well, but you're here. So right. thanks for being here. Let's yes. continue to talk. That is so incredibly important to create that pl- that place. And so as much as we've enjoyed that experience, we want to definitely multiply that in our churches. And, and this kind of thing doesn't have to happen just once a year. Right, yeah. right. Very good. Pastor Keith, thank you so much for being a part of Live Chat Radio. We so appreciate you having uh, coming on. Um, and the name of your church is Trinity Fellowship, right? So how can people get connected to your ministry? Thank you very much. Trinity Fellowship Church is in Richardson. We're between... We're uniquely located between Restland Cemetery, a remedial Uh-oh. school, and a waste treatment facility. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Lots of work to do, but would love to have you come be a part uh, of our hopefully growing, yeah. greater, diverse body. Yes, yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will be right back. You're listening to Live Chat Radio. Everybody, welcome back to Live Chat Radio. Um, we have had such a fantastic time today, tonight, at our first live broadcast of 2017 at Community, and it went down all at the North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship Church. It's been so good. Uh, a couple of hours of really great dynamic performances and conversations, and we've had the opportunity to interview some incredibly intelligent and passionate people today on Live Chat Radio. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast, um, and make sure you connect well, um, online with everybody that we interviewed today. They're all doing really great things in Collin County, um, and you can get involved. You do not have to just stay behind the comfort of your keyboard. You can actually connect with these real-life human beings who are doing real-life work, uh, the work of unity up here in Collin County. So you guys get plugged in. Um, and we are also going to continue to plug in with the folks who are doing things in Collin County. I'm excited to be up here. Uh, we're so used to being down in southern Dallas County, so it is very cool to be uh, up here in the north <laughs> doing things uh, up here in Collin County today. Uh, very, very, a very different space for us, but nonetheless, we feel very connected to this event because they talk about things that we are already passionate about and being able to connect with organizations who also have the same heart for reaching as many people as possible and sharing um, the message and love of God, which is what we are all about. Of course, uh, we are excited to be down here. We're going to, like, if you guys can hear and listen in the background, they're actually ending the event right now um, with the community choir, which is 
phenomenal. It's probably what three, four hundred people here. You think more than that? It's about three hundred, three to four hundred people. The community choir is very diverse, and it's probably about a hundred people on stage singing right now. Um, so we are so thankful for Antoine and for Marcus for connecting Live Chat Radio and allowing us to be their virtual hosts for this event. Yeah, and really to Collin County MLK, who has apparently been doing this for the last 30 years, uh, 35 years, they've been doing this um, this week of events. Um, I think they added some new events this year, which are really exciting. Um, but this year, you know, this event seemed to be a, a lot more relevant just given everything that's going on in the country and the fact that folks are finally becoming sensitive to having these sorts of conversations um, and reflecting on the past in order to really do something about our present in order to create a beautiful future are for the generations that are coming behind us. So just so relevant, such relevant information tonight. I totally agree. So tomorrow they are actually going to finalize the MLK weekend with the march that's happening in Collin County. So if you need more information about that, make sure that you visit our, our social media pages. Or actually, by the time you hear this podcast, it'll be over. But in, however, <laughs> they march in tomorrow, people. They march in tomorrow, okay? And we need y'all to be a part of the march, all right? Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, this week for Live Chat Radio. And we are so thankful to have you guys listening and being a part of our show. So stay tuned um, for next week. And we will see you guys later, I guess, right, Pete? That's it. Bye, guys. Bye.